0: Does God have a choice in who is saved? That's the question we're discussing today on the Hear the Story presented by The Gospel Project. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of the Hear the Story, a podcast to help you explore the big story and big truths of Scripture. I'm Brian DeBozik, and with me with jaw agape is Aaron Armstrong. Aaron, are you surprised we asked that question to start with?
1: Oh, let me pick my jaw up off of my desk. Um, yeah, no, I'm good with it. Um, I, w- I, although I gotta say, this is a this is a controversial subject that we are about to weigh into. Uh, we're starting. We're we're going to talk about the E word uh, today. <laughs> you know. The-, um, the you know, and and I and I joke about that, but I mean the way that it- some people talk about it, it's like it's a it's like it's a. A profane statement.
0: It, it really is. We're talking about election. If you don't know what the e word is, and it mm-hmm. does feel like we both need to have um, some soap near our desks to wash our our mouths <laughs> out. But and and that's why I wanted to lead with that question. Let's just. Let, there's the elephant in the corner of the room. Let's let's all call him out at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a highly debated, hotly debated, highly debated, uh, a divisive subject. There's a lot of emotion that that is part of this one. Uh, When you even start to broach this idea of who is in control of people's salvation, emotions understandably quickly rush in. So let's just, let's be upfront with this. Let's recognize, um, let's acknowledge the tension. Um, We... As normal we're going to kind of speak to both kind of main positions on this. There may be many other, you know, nuances, but a couple of main positions. Without pointing to which one we believe is right or wrong. We're just going to acknowledge they exist. Mm-hmm. And like we often do, let's just say this up front, we'll say it again. Our heart is to find common ground. And if we're gonna di- if we're gonna divide over this, which is understandable, it's a really complex doctrine. Let's do so in love. Let's do so with yeah. grace toward one another. Let's let's understand. Somebody can disagree on this, and still love Jesus, be a believer, and we're gonna worship Jesus for all of eternity together in heaven. You can be saved and disagree on this. Yes. So, Aaron, let's roll in. Um, push ahead. Let's go ahead and read the doctrine all right? as normal. We'll summarize it. And then we're going to look at several passages where this is, and then we'll, we'll talk about the tensions a little bit.
1: That sounds good. All right. So here is the big idea of election. So election is the gracious purpose of God according to which he regenerates, justifies, sanctifies, and glorifies sinners. It is consistent with the free agency of man and uh, comprehends all the means in connection with the end. It is the glorious display of God's sovereign goodness and is infinitely wise, holy, and unchangeable. It excludes boasting and promotes humility. And so if we had to summarize that... Um, the, the big idea here is that election is about God's grace in saving people.
0: Yeah. And again, so to answer that question before we go any further, does God have a choice? Well, yes, he does.
1: Yeah, of course and, he and does. I, he he yeah, can't I, not.
0: Yeah. So I, I don't think anybody listening, hopefully there's nobody listening who says, no, that's not correct. He has no choice. And again, we're going to look at several scriptures in a minute that, that affirm this. As we're going to talk about, the tension is, well, what about us? And we'll come back to that mm-hmm. in a minute. Um, right. So let's look at, at some verses. I'll, I'll go with the first couple and then let you pick up a couple. Well, thank um, you. You're, you're welcome. That's what I'm here for. Um, th- the first place we see this is, at, and we're just going to look at these in kind of just order straight through the New Testament. Um, so uh, the first one, and not the first time we see it, but the first one we're mentioning is Acts 13, 48. Uh, When we read, when the Gentiles heard this, they've heard the gospel preached, they rejoiced and honored the word of the Lord and all, and here it comes, all who had been appointed to eternal life believed. So this concept of God's work, we know that the one appointing would have to be God, that Mm -hmm. it's God's work in appointing some at least to eternal life and believing. So that's where we start getting this idea of election, even though the word is not necessarily there, the idea is. Another one is Romans 8, 28 through 30. I think this one and the next one, I'll let you pick up the next one, are probably two of the verses that are most well-known for this doctrine. And this one, it's that beautiful chain. It's often called the golden chain. And if we'll start Mm -hmm. in 28, it says, For we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to His purpose. We all love that verse. Mm -hmm. But then a lot of people decide to bow out when it comes to verse 29 following. Uh, For those He foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to his image of his son so that he would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. So that it's called a golden chain because one necessarily does lead to the other. There's no mm-hmm. break. There's no qualifiers. If those who were foreknown are predestined and so forth. The question comes into... What does foreknowing and predestining mean here? And that's again, we're going to talk about the differences in a minute, but let's at least recognize here that foreknowledge and predestination, these ideas of election of God working beforehand, mm-hmm. revolving or involving the salvation of people, is right there in scripture.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, Brian, I think. I think it's really helpful, even as we're doing this, that we are not actually using, y- discussing verses that even include the word election or yeah. elect. Um, I mean, we do see it at the beginning of 1 Peter, where he says that he is writing to the elect exiles. And, yeah. um, you know, and, and so... That word does appear in Scripture, but we're seeing parallel we're seeing parallel phrases here that um, that or synonymous phrases or semi synonymous phrases yeah. that uh, that work with it like forenew so fore- his foreknowledge his his awareness of things that happen uh, yeah. that happen in linear time at a different point but for a God who is non non linear um, you know predestin predestined or predestination that's a that's a piece of this as well. And so these words appear in, you know, in these next few verses as well. And these themes show up there as well. So uh, the first one that I've got is Ephesians 1 verses 4 through 6. And it says, For he chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless in love before him. He predestined us. To be adopted as sons through Jesus Christ for himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace that he lavished on us in the beloved one. And so there is a ton that can be unpacked there. Um, Entire books have been written just on these on these few verses uh, because there's so much going on. But look at this, that it's like before the foundation of the world, God was God was making choices again we don't know how that works with yeah. the with the things that we want to know about we just know that it's there yeah. um second uh second timothy 1 verse 9 here here is another one that that essentially says something very similar uh that he has saved us and called us with a holy calling not according to our works but according to his own purpose and grace which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began and then we have revelation 138 which says all those who live on earth will wor- will worship worship it it that is that is um uh the the the, the false god that is that is that is spoken of in yeah. in revelation um, everyone whose name was not written from the foundation of the world in the book of life of the lamb who was slaughtered. So this one's kind of an interesting one to include because it's the negative side. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: So let's, let's take this, let's kind of roll right ahead into the cautions and understanding and, and it's kind of fitting. Yeah. I don't know if anybody can hear in the background. My, my beagle Chester is howling. Uh, he's sad right now. Apparently my wife has left the house. So it's kind of fitting that he would be howling in the background of this subject
1: Absolutely. Um, I thought he was just upset about uh, the fact that we're even talking about this.
0: It, it could be. Chester's a very emotional dog. Um, so let's let's talk about cautions. And, and I think this this first one is really important because it takes us back to this this tension. Let's let's acknowledge it. Let's deal with it. Um election should be accepted by all let's just say that let's put that on the table w- several passages we looked at Aaron you're correct there are other passages that have that word directly these ideas are all parallel ideas as well the ones with foreknowledge were chosen on purpose because that's part of the, the debate here mm-hmm. um, but election should be accepted by everybody we it, it would not be fitting for us to deny election because it's there we'd have mm-hmm. to we'd have to cut these verses out of, out of the Bible. So the the debate, the discussion should not be, is election biblical? The discussion should be, how does it work? Who and how of election is where we need to start recognizing, yeah, that's not as clear. So election is clear, the idea that it is biblical, that God has chosen... But then who has he chosen and on what basis has he chosen? This is where the tension rests, okay? So let's, as we're discussing this, as we're thinking about it, as we're forming our doctrine on this, let's not make the mistake of a, a you know, saying, well, no, I don't believe in election. Um, so here's, here are the two issues. And, and again, we're gonna kind of stay simple in this, Aaron. I, this, mm-hmm. Because this is so contentious, you can find tons of writings on this and mm-hmm. you you can start drilling down on very, you know, deep particulars. So if you're listening and you're like, yeah, this is, I've got thoughts on this. You might be disappointed because we're going to stay really broad.
1: Yeah, but we're gonna we do- are, we are not coming. Like, let's, just, again, let's just put some cards on the table. We're not picking a side in the debate mm-hmm. that, 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 goes on around, around this. We are just saying these are the two general, ca- general ideas. Yes. So. Yeah.
0: And, and, and we're not taking a side, although we have personal opinions, but it doesn't matter. Our posture is the ones we have our arms out trying to get it. We're trying to invite a group hug mm-hmm. <laughs> in this and say, all right, we could disagree, but let's hug it out. <laughs> so Here's here's the first big idea: is the who? So some would say, and again, somebody listening might think, Brian, you're about to really oversimplify. I'm doing it on a reason for a reason, as mm-hmm. we just discussed. The who? So some would say that God has elected only some for receiving salvation, which means others are not. That's that makes a lot of people uncomfortable. Understandably. Wait a minute. How do we know who's who? Is it fair that God has done that? What about my choice in this. And notice in our essential doctrine, we mention this does not discount free will. We're going to talk about it in a minute. So some would say, no, what God has done is when we look at these verses, we see that he has chosen some and only some. Others would say, no, these are more general, that God has elected all and given them the possibility of salvation. That when we read these, we're seeing general truths that what God has done is He has enabled it so that anybody can be saved by trusting in Christ. So that's the first thing. We can see how how that can form problems as we're trying to work through this. Those who would say some uh, would look at those who say all and say, but look at the words here. Look at what we see. And those who say all would look at other passages and some even here and say, yeah, but look at this. You know. So that's the first who. The second how is... And these are, again, usually I think these are the two most common. There may be others. But one camp would say God's election is based on his choice alone, period, end of story. Mm -hmm. Others would say, no, this is where that foreknowledge idea comes in, that God has looked ahead. He's outside of time, so from our perspective, it's him looking ahead. And he knows who will respond. He knows who will trust, and he elected them. So you can understand how that is problematic as we're trying to work through this together and if there are differences of opinion. So notice um, those are the two big camps. And again, it's easy to understand because some make it seem like salvation is limited only to certain people, and that makes us uncomfortable. But then others, it makes it sound like God didn't really do anything. That election in Scripture is just, you know, just a big fancy word that really means nothing. If, if everybody still can be saved, if, if it's all by God, our choice, then where's God's choice in it. Mm-hmm. Let me just say this and then and I'll let you address anything or move on, depending on what you feel most prone to do. Um, <laughs> however you land on this, your view has tensions that you need mm-hmm. to, to deal with and acknowledge. I, I don't think there's any way for us to look at this and say, got this one figured out completely comfortable in my position. There's nothing that causes follow-up questions or concerns. Yeah. I think however we look at this, we should be able to say, I believe this. I think the stronger case is here, but I see this tension here. I can't answer that question, or I can answer that, but I'm not comfortable with the answer that I see in Scripture. Mm -hmm. So either of these, let's find common ground in there as well. That if we hold to either these kind of positions or some other position that somebody might hold about this, again we're being very broad. Um, let's at least have the grace to recognize that, man, this is this. I've got some potential holes in what I'm what I believe. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I think that is a I think that is a helpful. Um, really a helpful call to humility for us in this doc- in this doctrine and and we'll get to that in a little in a little bit that's me getting ahead of us as i often do you're trying to get us done <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> always always i'm so uncomfortable right now. these waters no, are too but, warm uh, let's get out of them <laughs> um but i mean there's a couple of things there's there's a couple of things that are really helpful here is is um, and, and we'll dive into this in a little deeper in just a second. But um, when it comes to this, this, this doctrine and, and depending on on where you land on it, there's this idea that, well, to to, depending on your view with how God elects and who God elects, that it has a negative effect on on evangelism, or that it negates personal choice, or or thing things like this. Um, there there's something that's really helpful. That uh, that there's two really helpful things that that Charles Spurgeon um, both actually said and is reputed to have said. Um, I say reputed because I have not found a source for this, so I'm not. So that's my caveat for today. But. Um, the one that he actually said is when he was talking about um, uh, his particular views on election and how he preached about this, this particular doctrine, as well as extending the gospel uh, to others, what he said is that there is no need to reconcile these two for they've never quarreled with one another. And so his, his, he would manage to hold that, that tension in balance That it's like there should, no matter where we land on this particular issue, there should be no difficulty for us in speaking to what is clear in Scripture. That we are to go and share the gospel with everyone. And if anything, we should see, depending on, like, with anything, no matter what our exact position is, on the doctrine of election it should give us supreme confidence because it 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 doesn't hold out a um an if maybe it holds out a some are going to believe yeah people will be saved um and so this is where and so that's the one that he actually said the other is the is the reputed to have said uh, which basically goes like this, um, you know. In I've read it in the form of a prayer that basically he said, "Oh Lord, save save your elect, and then elect some more." Um, <laughs> that was his that was his point of view on this. That he um, he was passionate about evangelism. He wanted everybody to be saved, yeah. <laughs> and. But he had very strong convictions on how on on how this doctrine worked, as well. Um, you know, so you can go research him all you want, people. And
0: I think that's really important, Aaron. That um, when it comes to practice, I I would argue this. I'm going to say this, and maybe I'll recant it. I don't think so. Um, <laughs> but w- from viewing our lifestyles, we should not be able to determine where what people's doctrine on this is. mm Hmm because the person who has the more narrow version of or view of election to use that term that god has only elected some based on his good will alone should be sharing the gospel right alongside that person who believes that all have been elected with the possibility of salvation and that anybody can trust in christ based on their you know their response those yeah. two people should be sharing the gospel side by side as friends, sharing the same gospel, mm-hmm. the same yeah. message. Repent and believe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, to me, I, I I think about it this way. that It's been helpful for, for me. Maybe it'll be helpful for somebody else. I liken this to understanding how an internal internal combustible engine works on a car, which I don't. I understand the basics of it. There, there's these things and little sparks and it causes a little fire thing and that heats up something and it makes something go Mm -hmm. I don't understand how that works but I can drive a car Uh, we're both using computers right now I have no idea how a computer works but I use it Mm -hmm. so to me the thought is understanding this doctrine is kind of like understanding how an engine works it's like understanding how a computer works is it helpful? Sure. Does it matter? Sure, it does. But when it comes to practice, I can use a computer just like a, a computer guy who understands what he's doing. We're both using it the same way. That's the practice of evangelism that we're talking about.
1: Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and the only other thing—the only other thing that I—I uh, I would add here is—is is that we need to remember that that. Um, The doctrine of election doesn't negate anyone's responsibility from trusting the gospel. We see this, we see this, these two things. And this is why I appreciate that, um, that statement from Spurgeon, that these two things don't quarrel. No. They are not in conflict with one another because we are all called to believe,
0: well, and, and that's, you know, this is kind of drive toward the difference this doctrine should make. You've already mm-hmm. hit on these, so let's just kind of review them, and yeah. then we'll wrap it up before we get in any trouble with this one. All
1: um, right. We may be too late for that.
0: It may be too late. We may be getting those emails. My dog, Chester, may be howling a lot more in the future. Um, <laughs> so the the first one, as you mentioned, is humility. And, and you just hit on it again, that um, we have to remember that God has this figured out. Um, he's the orchestrator of it. There's no tension here. It's a baffling mystery to us because we don't have the mind of God. <laughs> yeah. So we can either stay in our tension of not understanding this and get angry, or we can say, I just need to humbly trust in God. Mm-hmm. And and no, he's got it figured out and these are not in opposition. I can't figure it out. I can't, Aaron. I cannot figure out how God His role in election and man's freedom coexist in perfect harmony. I don't understand, but I know it's true. And so I've got to trust in that and humility, just give that to God. And also you mentioned comfort. Well, you mentioned confidence at least, but I can add comfort to that. Absolutely. That this should be, I think this is an uncomfortable doctrine for many. I would argue it should be the opposite. And this is what you intimated. God has chosen some, some will be saved. However that works, we know it will be. The gospel will bear fruit. Um, and for us who are saved, it's a, it's a source of comfort and confidence that God is in control. Yes, we work, but it is God at work that is more important. And we do so with this awareness that God is in control of everything. Um, People will be saved. Jesus mm-hmm. is returning. All things will be made new. Keeping yeah. that in mind.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. So I, I hopefully we will uh, continue to have a job in the days following this episode uh, being uh, released. Oh, we'll be fine. <laughs> we will, we will see. I'll, I'll get my resume brushed up just in case and maybe have a yard sale and <laughs> Uh, no, but hopefully, hey, let's just hug it out, people. Let's just hug it out. <laughs> all
1: right. Well, well, okay. Hypothetical hugs. We got to leave room for the Holy yes. Spirit and well, and also you know, COVID. We still live in a yeah
0: yeah COVID. pandemic and all I, yeah yeah spiritual whatever hugs, people. Okay, yes. let's wrap it up there. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We hope there are future podcast episodes for you to listen to and enjoy. If you have enjoyed this one, please do leave a sincere five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to the show. And for more resources to help you focus on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.